This is 680 CJOB. Hello and welcome to The Main Ingredient. What do you know about natural medicine? Holistic medicine. Well, I'm a rookie on the topic, so I ventured to talk to my friends Chad Cornell and Nancy Hall, who is a sister of my friend and sometimes co-host Krista Hall, and they are the owners of Hollow Reed Holistic, located at 875 Corden. So I went down to their shop to find out what it is they do and what holistic medicine really is. Welcome to The Main Ingredient, you guys. How are you, Chad and Nancy? Very well. Doing great. Yeah. Krista, how are you? I'm well. Welcome, sidekick. How are you today, Kevin? I'm very good. Good. I'm very good. Good. Um, Hollow Reed Holistic. What is it? Tell me about it. I'm I'm a newbie to holistic medicine. Uh, Hollow Reed Holistic is an herbal dispensary in Winnipeg Mm -hmm. that features uh, our own blends of herbal teas and essential oils. And we have uh, all natural body products and lifestyle products and uh, main the main focus of our of our business here is is the herbs we have a consulting practice as well where Chad Chad's the master herbalist sees people master. yes master herbalist okay, you know we're gonna roll back a bit we're gonna roll okay. back some personal stuff Sorry. yeah right how long have you guys known each other how did we meet mmm good one oh just dig down and get, get, get on yeah 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 business. well I mean, I was I was really into adventure tourism in the 90s. I wanted to do some guiding and so on. So I was living in uh, North Vancouver, BC. Beautiful. And uh, a friend, uh, you know, a common friend of ours, Carmen, Carmen Speech, um, she ended up introducing Nancy and I. As she knew Nancy. And uh, I had a job uh, kayaking, uh, guiding up in the Queen Charlotte Islands, like north of Vancouver Island a ways. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Nancy had a summer available for adventure, so her and Carmen and I, we, we all went up to Queen Charlotte Islands together and really got to know each other as friends. And as time went on, we realized we were meant to be more than friends. Yes. <laughs> like how he says it in that voice, we were meant yes. to be more than we friends. We were meant to be, so it <laughs> happened on a sunset beach <laughs> facing Alaska. <laughs> Where it was like, oh, <laughs> oh, you're sliding into a new category into my vision here. So anyways, uh, but then, you know, we came back here because both our families were from here. Mm-hmm. And we realized that a lot of the things that inspired us out in BC, like natural living and uh, organic stuff and herbs and uh, natural medicines and natural lifestyle, well, it wasn't really as popular back here. And so we really felt like, for a variety of reasons, staying close to our families, but also uh, just that maybe we could offer something back to Winnipeg as far as uh, natural lifestyle. And, and so I was studying herbalism for many years, and Nancy was studying aromatherapy. So you guys, it wasn't as if yeah. one of you led the other one into that lifestyle. You both were no. kind of into that in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, it was the 90s. Yeah, the 90s. And we were, we, well, we were, we were in Vancouver, yep. right? And that's the future. Yep. So it was everywhere, and um, the lifestyle was was very compelling, and we 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 had such mm-hmm. a beautiful opportunity to really get into the wild and to the natural when we lived in Haida Gwaii, where mm-hmm. it was natural food and wild mushrooms are a big part of the culinary culture there, and yeah, it just de- developed into something that was about being able to give back to the community, having a, a, a skill and a trade that would 
sort of fill a mm -hmm. niche where it seemed like there would be needed. So that's when we started our studies in the field of natural medicine. Um, and then we came back and did m most of the bulk of that work in Manitoba, mm -hmm. in the bush still. We were always prioritizing being out in the wild and being in the bush. So we did a lot of our stuff by correspondence because the internet still hadn't quite bloomed. Uh, that was dial-up back then, right? Yeah, yeah, we were dialing up when we had to, but even pencil and eraser actually took place. Quite a bit of that, actually. Yeah, candlelit popcorn. We were in a cabin bowls. in the woods for a lot of our studies, and, which is a great place to learn about natural medicine. But Yeah, and then Manitoba, of course, it's so beautiful and, and natural and accessible, <laughs> and uh, just naturally seemed like a, a good place to establish where our business where out west and we did do a trip out west after we finished our studies and right before we started the business we thought well we should go back and check in and make sure that we're not missing something that we're supposed to do and it felt like it's already on every corner whereas here in Winnipeg there really wasn't much of a holistic dispensary there was a bit of health food stores mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sort of like that bulk food type health food thing right. but no, nothing that really felt like it represented what it was that we had to share so we came back to Winnipeg and hung out our shingle in Wolseley which was the perfect place to start we For had sure. a nice tiny mm -hmm. little mm -hmm. abode there that we were able to establish ourselves on a shoestring and uh, in the 90s houses were they were really cheap here mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, we're still living in a van at that point, but no. <laughs> <laughs> down by the river, <laughs> down by the river. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked your approach, though. Like usually, if you like in Vancouver, of course, you know everybody's a, a lot of outdoor stuff. It's a different lifestyle. A lot of people would come back here and think, you know, Winnipeg is just so far back, and let's go back and start a business there. But your approach was, you know, obviously there's no one doing this business here. We can introduce a new lifestyle here and kind of grow it. Was that, was that the way you thought about it? Truly. Yeah. And, in, in, and you know what, our, our, our heart and soul was, both of us had spent quite a bit of time in the white shell. And even though we were in big, beautiful, supernatural British Columbia, we longed for the shield. Is that right? Totally, absolutely. So we needed to get back to the, uh, to the Canadian shield and that, that we still feel that way. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of humble roots, right? You know, it's, you know, we, I, I feel like I have some roots in, in Vancouver too, but being in Manitoba, I feel like we have an opportunity to, you know, have, have some ground to stand on while we do our careers and our parenting and help our parents. And it's, it's, it's a, seems somewhere more sustainable for people <laughs> like us to... <laughs> to stay and and the community of course already well established totally right. the musical you know, community Winnipeg, yeah. and you know the arts community in Winnipeg yeah. is just so special and lovely and yeah. dear to us that yeah. sort of started to feel like why would we want to be anywhere else right. Nancy and Chad owners of Hall Reed Holistic is who I'm talking to today on the main ingredient and after the break we're going to talk about what holistic medicine actually is and these two are the ones who can break it down so I suggest you get a beverage, hunker down, and listen up. Some great info coming up after the break. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Kevin Bergen here. A couple of weeks ago, I had the privilege of talking to two people who specialize in holistic medicine and are the owners of Hollow Reed Holistic, located at 875 Corden Avenue. 
Chad Cornell and Nancy Hall are my guests today, and Chad is about to break down what holistic medicine actually is. Holistic is such a broad term, right? Uh, it was a lot actually more of a common term through the 90s and the early 2000s. Now the buzzword is integrative. Oh, is that right? Integrative medicine. Mm-hmm. So you'll see that a lot more. It's really the same message. It's that, you know, if you look at the study of well-being and like how to live a happy life, there's more to it than, you know, chemistry and 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 body parts, the way that Western medicine, as amazing as it is, it tends to look at us in terms of, um, you know, body chemistry, body parts, brilliant at surgery, brilliant at assessment techniques. Uh, The technology we have is amazing. But we could look at holistic medicine as simple as something as, as going way back to the message of, you know, Hippocrates saying, let your food be your medicine. I mean, really, it's, it's, it's learning how to relate to the food as medicine. It's learning to understand that there's many spokes to the wheel of well-being, which leads to vitality and reaching our life's potential. I think it's what we all want to do, is be happy and reach the potential of our lives. But sure. to do that, it takes vitality in an era of stress and a lot of high pressure. So, you know, um, exercises in holistic uh, medicine, quality of water, quality of air, Mm -hmm. stress, activity versus rest. I mean, it's really broad. The way most people think of holistic is in terms of like um, not doing chemical medicines. Right. That's really alternative, what used to be called alternative medicines. Which is funny, people call holistic medicines or natural medicines like herbs um, sort of new age, but nothing can be further from the truth because they actually go way, way, way back in time. And chemical medicines or pharmaceuticals as we know them, people often refer to as traditional medicines, <laughs> which actually only started about 80 years ago. Yeah. And, and the main thing is that those medicines, uh, though they can get rid of symptoms quickly, don't go to the root of our issues usually. Right. Right. Whether they're physical or psychological, emotional, they don't go to the root. Right? Like the actual cause of the problem. The actual cause. It might be a B12 deficiency, mm-hmm. right? It might be something really specific um, to this individual. but. You know, Western medicine is charged with, like, what's the massive antidote that's going to suit the most people? Right. Holistic medicine looks at you as an individual, and it wants to understand your journey. And it wants to, and it takes time to talk to you and say, what's going on? And let's look at your diet. Let's look at your lifestyle. Let's look at all those areas. And that's how you get success, not the suppression of symptoms. Right, but in this day and age, since everybody's in a rush, you yes. just want a big paintbrush to just give me this pill and I want it to fix me and I want to go. You got right? it. Yeah. Um, you were saying that sometimes, you know, let the food be your medicine. So do you think that's needed more here in the Western world? Because basically a lot of the things that we're eating, it's, aren't, it's not just not food. Truly, I'm going to be your medicine. You got it. I mean, that's why when we moved out of Wolseley, we moved on to Cordon here. A big focus was starting this cafe. Um, you know, cafe. the cafe that, <laughs> that, that, you know, we realized quickly we were all spirit and, and we were, in, in, you know, informed, but 
there's not a lot of profit margin sense in an organic cafe, which right. we quickly realized, although people were really happy, it was really not a great business move. But the point was, like, you know, Nancy's skill set really had a lot to do with, with food, and it, it does have a lot to do with food. So um, that's a big reason that we, we, we not only had a dispensary here, which I should clarify is not a marijuana dispensary. <laughs> we've had since the last you know, three months, we've had a lot of people coming in here going, where do I get the cannabis? We don't sell cannabis. Dispensary means herbs, you know, uh, traditionally. But we did want, beside the dispensary, we wanted an, uh, an all-natural cafe that could inspire people to learn new recipes. And how delicious whole foods can be. Because if we eat the right foods, we won't need the medicines. Right, right. Was that a hard sell when you guys first opened the business? Like if we were in Toronto with enough people, or if we were on Commercial Drive in Vancouver... Oh, you have enough people passing by that you can... Tons of people yeah. with so, enough disposable income. Right. We're in Winnipeg. It was a, we had a following. It was great, but... Yeah, it was 15 years ago when we started on Westminster... It was a bit of a hard sell, actually. People were like, what? You can't do this. You can't. Like, they were scared for us and mm -hmm. stuff. And we were like, no, we can do this. Mm -hmm. So 15 years ago, it, just the herbs and the essential oils alone was a bit of a boat rocker. Right. But eight years later, by the time we came here, so much had changed. So much had come along in terms of the World Wide Web and mm -hmm. the, the, the awareness of, of the organic quality and really it had yeah, stepped up quickly. so far that it was it was and it was also so interesting to see that 15 years when we first started people were coming in and they were they were kind of in shock they were like you know i i i'm just not getting the care i need and i i, I have to figure this out on my own is it always the person like that that comes in like the person that's no. at the or at least back then person that's tried everything lots and now they're looking for awesome. yeah there was a lot Often. of that a lot yeah, of that and true. lots of people lot but but the difference is eight years later right. was people were so much more informed definitely right. they were and coming and in saying to do with that. i've been doing my part i've been doing this and that here's what's working for me and uh, you know i mean everybody's coming along at their own pace so there's still a lot of people who come in and just say wow i can't believe this is happening in winnipeg so it's still new to a lot of people right. but i think that generally speaking that the 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 main mm -hmm. population of winnipeg is f caught up to to the rest of the world in terms of like what does it mean to 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 properly take care of yourself so you can prevent any unnecessary problems and trips to the doctor and the burden on the on the medical system and such like that mm. people are mm. more responsible right yeah. i'm assuming a business like this is a ton of education tons mm -hmm. of questions even with people that are are well versed in this uh type of mm -hmm. medicine just lots of education right i mean we stock <clears throat> really high quality spices that's a really interesting little like people walk in they know they want their oregano they want their that's no-brainer if someone comes in for vitamin C because they just googled it right mm -hmm. but um, you know it's kind of an interesting domain we're in you'll have someone walk in with like a health condition and we don't claim to be doctors but they've read online that they can take this or that and we try to guide them as best we can mm -hmm. to you know do no harm to themselves and with the maximum benefit of outcome right and Sometimes uh, 
Yeah, like like you could imagine, those conversations extend because. Oh, for sure, it's not just like a one and done, like a yes or a no question. They one question leads to more questions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which is why the consultation exists. You know, because I've mainly I've studied traditional healing techniques that are found in like thousands of years old systems, like traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda. And back then, they didn't have fancy diagnostic techniques, right? They had, let's see your tongue, you know, tell me about your bowel movements, what colors your pee. Right, your your body's telling the story, <laughs> not a machine. Exactly, your body's telling a story, and and then you you gather symptoms. And that again, it takes time, right, to really craft an understanding of what people are <laughs> let's going look at your through. Bowel movement. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of cafe. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Well, it's time for some new sports and, of course, the weather. And then back with more conversation with Chad and Nancy from Hollow Reed Holistic when we return. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. Our topic is holistic medicine, and it's been around for a while, but it's taken a little bit of time for the masses to learn of the benefits. Chad and Nancy, owners of Hollow Reed Holistic, believed in the power of holistic medicine so much that now it's their livelihood. But how did their friends and family feel about it when they moved back to Winnipeg and started their business? Well, it was... It was like we were coming from the future, right? Yep. We had been in the future. And so I, I, I'm sure a lot of people who, who aren't from Winnipeg will, will be able to recognize that feeling of coming here and being like, okay. Um, and, and also we were coming from, from the tents, living in tents on the beach. Yep. I, I, love, I love how that sounds too when you say, yeah. we're coming from the future, we're living in tents. We were... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Present tense, yeah. future tense, <laughs> and and with the seaweed in her hair, with the seaweed yeah. and the drums were hanging on us all the time. It, it was it was we we were we were we were inspired and awakened to all the concerns around the mainstream or the um, the mass production of food and the quality of the of the food and it was a boat rocker I think for in a lot of ways bit you of know, a party love, killer they love times. us and they wanted like us a there buzz killer for a bit of a buzz killer it was like hard to wrap your head around sometimes we're excited for them yeah we we're scared for them <laughs> we we're a little bit confused by them. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> <laughs> well, we loved them they loved us and that was that that's sort of what got us through but there were times when it was like i really did wonder if i was like actually didn't they didn't want me at the dinner party because nobody wanted me to tell them why i wasn't going to eat the food <laughs> or what I, what I, what, what I didn't yeah. want to eat about right. the. Are you just saying that? I'm not going to say what. And then they say why, and you're kind of like, yeah, oh, I don't it's really awkward. That, exactly. You know, you know. And then there's this diet and that diet, and in my life, I've, I mean, I started young in the vegetarianism and exploring different diet paradigms. Oh, back when it wasn't cool, right? Now it's all cool. Back then, mm-hmm. yeah, you were like oh, you're an alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right in the 90s. Oh right. From I mean, I was the kid that didn't want to go to McDonald's, and there was like, you know, at at a certain point, I was like, okay, I'm 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 just not going to eat the meat, or I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that, and mm-hmm. and it. So I kind of got used to it, but it's a bit alienating. Yeah, for sure. And That's I even so still, dumb, though, eh? I'm so sensitive. I don't want to eat GMO <laughs> product. I don't want to eat yeah, foods exactly. that are produced in labs. It's not. I just it won't serve me. I, I, it's not a, 
reflection of anybody else and where they are in their uh, on their path in their life. But mm -hmm. for me, it doesn't work. So how? Right. It's simple as that. Totally. And I'm yeah. happy to go somewhere and and you know polite pass, but doesn't always make people feel comfortable, and that's okay. It's 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 also again 15 years later. Yeah. How different are the dinner parties? It's so different. Right. It's kind of like you think. Everybody's got their own yeah. path that they're on. Yeah. When you yeah. think about how much, like, for example, how we, we might go to a bar now, and like with IPA and all the different local breweries. Right, back then, back in the day, it was like Imagine Canadian. But. That, right, and they were all the same, blue. same thing in the same. And it's like, what? What's yeah. that? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, where are you from? Totally. You know, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> Nowadays, it's almost weird to walk in. Like, imagine. I'm drinking club, you know, like who drinks club anymore? Does it even exist? Actually, I was on a hockey trip yeah. with my son's team and one of the dads offered me a beer and he pulled out club. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, they still sell it? And then I tasted it and I nearly gagged. Like, yeah. I want to pass on this beer. Yeah. Uh, like, pass. Yeah. Like, pass. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the products that you guys sell. Let's talk about mushrooms. Yeah. You know, medicinal mushrooms. Mushrooms. It's funny. The first time I tried mushrooms was actually in Vancouver. But uh, yeah. I know that mushrooms do many things. So let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, notoriously, when we say mushrooms, we either think of like button mushrooms that people grew up putting in salads and use spaghetti sauce kind of thing, but um, and or magic mushrooms, which is a whole other topic. But the the thing about when you look into these amazing traditions, like traditional Chinese medicine, right, stemming back thousands of years, tons of modern research. Um, you find that there's these, these certain medicinal mushrooms that are phenomenal at um, improving people's energy and helping people resist stress and disease. End of story. So, for example, um, in Asia, there's a mushroom called reishi mushroom. It, it actually grows on the east and west coast of Canada. But reishi mushroom is is really well known for and studied for everything from you know bronchitis and cancer insomnia and anxiety cholesterol and high blood pressure uh, asthma and allergies detoxifying the body that's just one mushroom so the, the, that mushroom how is that mushroom prepared to, to right. fix those ailments? Great, like great. Eat or how do you so traditionally, it? what you'd have to do is, is go find this hemlock, uh, on a hemlock tree, find this reishi mushroom that's, you know, would grow in about one in every 10,000 hemlock trees. And as legend has it, if you were caught with one that you didn't turn into the emperor, oh, you're done. you were done, basically. It was that precious. Uh, some of the, the names of the reishi mushroom traditionally were like miraculous energy uh, herb, um, longevity herb, happy herb. So it had all these qualities that it would give to, of course, people, especially the emperor. Um, nowadays, we can grow those uh, on our own in, in sort of mushroom growing operations. Mm -hmm. So the traditional method of preparation would be to uh, slice it up, boil it into a tea, 
and add that tea to a soup like Nancy did with the um, mushroom soup that we served here at the cafe um, alongside chaga mushroom which grows on our birch trees uh, a lot of people are learning a lot more about chaga mushroom because it's so incredible but it's also available to us locally because it's growing on the birch tree Nowadays, the preparation methods, as you can imagine, are a lot more sophisticated. Mm -hmm. So you can get um, extract processes that maximize how much benefit you get out of the medicine and concentrate it, uh, the mushroom, so that you can add like as little as a, an eighth to a quarter of a teaspoon oh, wow. into a smoothie or yep. into a coffee. And so... How convenient is that? Nowadays, you'll see, you know, pretty um, expensive, and I would say definitely overly expensive products on the market that are like coffee with reishi mushroom in it, and all these testimonies of the benefits that people are getting from it. But there's a lot more efficient and affordable ways to get it into your body um, besides some of these more high-end products mm -hmm. that are mm -hmm. out there. People can can work it into their diet like just through putting it into soup and if you're not that much of a food preparer type uh, you can get an extract that comes in small jars and the powders and you just add it into things right that makes it super easy it makes it super easy kind of yeah after the break is when it gets really good Chad and Nancy from Hollerid Holistic are going to talk about the power of mushrooms specifically the top five mushrooms and what they can do for you when we return don't go anywhere we're talking about mushrooms with Hollerid Holistic owners Chad and Nancy in their shop. This is a part where they really break it down. As an herbalist, I mean, I've spent 15 years working with people going through health crisis. Whether it's autoimmune conditions, which are amping up like crazy, total adrenal exhaustion and stress issues, insomnia, all these different issues. I wasn't even trained in mushrooms in the traditional uh, studies that I went through. I went through the, a natural healing college. In the last like five years, I'm, t I'm telling you, medicinal mushrooms have hit the, the stage with such um, force because, like I mean- What brought it to the forefront? What, what caused that? Well, a blend of research being released and the internet mm -hmm. and the, um, the amount of stress that we're under that our ancestors were not under. Like we're under a phenomenal, and I don't just mean my schedule is stressful. I'm talking about electromagnetic radiation coming off the computers. I'm talking about changes in space weather. There's a lot of factors that are contributing to um, the increase that we're seeing in people's health challenges. And if I was to say that there was one single thing that could benefit people besides going to the forest and sleeping for weeks at a time. We can't do that? <laughs> like, if you can go find a nice cabin and just nap for a couple of weeks, do it. Drink clean water and eat less, you're on board. But um, other than that, to keep up with the lifestyle and the conditions, to detoxify us from everything from the paint to the carpet fumes, uh, nothing is better than a dose of daily mushrooms. Is that right, eh? Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, if anyone's interested in that, I encourage them, you know, just research the top five mushrooms. Japan spends a third of its cancer treatment budget 
on an extract from the turkey tail mushroom that grows in our forests. A third of its entire budget Crazy. on a mushroom extract. That's a fact? Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It's called turkey tail. People turkey can tail. research they, that. Turkey tail mushrooms. They might have less of a cancer budget there though, partly due to the fact that their diet includes wild food. Mm. Their diet includes it's, that's mushrooms. That's a great point. Their diet includes seaweed and yeah. seafood. And so this is what I think is actually mm -hmm. a big piece of the, mm -hmm. the, the puzzle, is that our, our diet is very monocultured in, mm -hmm. in the West. And that is lacking in the diversity of biochemicals, natural sugars and salts in, in trace amounts that come in things like wild mushrooms mm -hmm. and uh, pine bark and whatnot. I mean, the, if we were to be designed to eat that kind of food, the diversity that we're getting now with the piles of, of, of mono-cultured food is, mm -hmm. it doesn't compare. And so in a, in a food culture where people are getting trace sugars and trace salts out of, out of a daily bowl of soup, the chances are that their their bodies are probably better equipped to deal with these stresses that we all have as as a global community, right? I think that that is the most exciting part for me about the mushrooms, and I love to share this fact with people, is that they're adaptogenic. Because of those polysaccharides, they support the body's natural inclination to adapt. So we're naturally adaptive beings that want to adapt to whatever circumstances are around us. Mm -hmm. The mushrooms, and there are other adaptogens, there's not a lot of them, but there are other adaptogens like maca, ashwagandha, schizandra, that support the body's glandular system in a way that nothing else does. And what that does is without so, yeah. trying to eliminate environmental causes or parenting or career stress you're adapting to it in mm -hmm. in a way that you're mm -hmm. supporting yourself in a, in a in a different way you remember pac-man i mean growing up how we, you know things were getting rough but you'd find the power pellet yep it's a bit like that these are superfoods basically it's like giving a plant a fertilizer mm. And our ancestors ate roots, berries, and mushrooms in a way that we don't right. these days. And, um, you know, th there's a science behind what's called glycoproteins that's suggesting that our immune system, like Nancy's saying, requires these polysaccharides to function. It's like if I asked you, Krista, to write a letter to somebody with half the alphabet. Right. Okay? That's because we're not getting the full spectrum of glyconutrients, glycoproteins is a more scientific term, less marketing term. And that's what we get from the roots, berries, and mushrooms. End of story. In order for our immune system to not sort of fray and start getting all these crazy autoimmune conditions. So it's science, but it's not. It's, right. it's kind of heavy uh, information load, but it's also actually brings us back to basics right again. Back to like completely back to our roots, so to speak. That's right? it. And like, literally right. our roots, right. our berries, and our mushrooms. So the top five mushrooms that everyone should know about 
chaga mushroom, which should only be sustainably harvested off the birch trees in our own boreal forest region. Amazing. We go through a ton of chaga here. It tastes amazing. It's got vanillic acids in it. It's a mushroom. You're saying it tastes amazing. You are? You won't even... I'm sending you home with some tonight. We actually make a chaga chai you're going to love. Sure, I'll try some. But chaga on its own even, you're going to notice an improvement of energy. You're going to want to drink it again because it tastes so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could go hiking in the bush here and find some on a birch tree. Really? Absolutely. And it concentrates. You ever notice when you're hiking, you step on a birch log and the whole inside's rotted out, but for some reason, the shell of the birch tree Still has not yeah. decayed? Right. That's something called betulinic acid, and science has studied it like crazy. These guys are too smart. It prevents... Get out of here. It prevents... <laughs> it prevents... I mean, it not only treats tumors, it treats melanoma, okay? I'm not claiming to treat it myself, but just go look at the research. And it's that this that that component that keeps the birch bark from decaying, chaga mushroom, which is actually a fungus, it actually concentrates this betulinic acid, and you get to drink it in a cup of delicious tea. Crazy. Because you're gonna drink a cup of tea anyways. <clears throat> so let's drink that chaga. So we got the chaga. We got the reishi, which I brought up. The number one safety gold. Absolute gold standard of safety. The number one medicine found in Chinese medicine. If the Chinese say it's the king of all the medicines, that says something, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We have that at our fingertips right now. It used to only be for the emperor and the empress. <laughs> okay. Then we've got lion's mane mushroom, which is our best-selling mushroom here. Why is that? Cognitive function and neuroprotection and neuroregeneration. So if you go to Silicon Valley... I love the way he says stuff. I know, says isn't it, it exciting? If, if you go to... Regeneration. Got that, Kevin? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin. Listen to me, man. <laughs> if, you, if you go to, like, uh, uh, Silicon Valley, for yeah. example, where all the techie people are, I mean, they're using lion's mane mushroom. They're also using microdosing of other mushrooms as well mm-hmm. to improve their creative capacity and to keep their system from frying we're running a lot of circuitry energy through our circuits that our ancestors did not lion's mane mushroom if anyone who's struggling with cognitive issues especially later in life and neurodegeneration of any kind has to know about lion's mane mushroom then we have turkey tail as i mentioned which is more like uh on the cancer front uh and then we're looking at like the i'd say if you're going to look at only the top five you know, cordyceps. And cordyceps is actually really freaky. Cordyceps is a mushroom that it actually, at the spore, hijacks ants. And it uses ants as the uh, fodder for its growth. That's what it's famous for, okay? There's, there's other ways to grow the cordyceps the mushroom. And we don't sell chocolate ants here either, but cordyceps mushrooms, um, for example, the Olympic team out of Calgary was using cordyceps mushroom. Its main use is athletic performance. And um, let's say men like to use it too, especially later in life. It gotcha. really helps the manpower. So cordyceps mushrooms is, is definitely on the Let's top. get a bag of that to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's very popular.
This interview may be over on air, but the conversation continues online on the Made Ingredient podcast, which you can hear on iTunes, Google Play, or on Spotify, or you can access on mainingredient.ca. So we'll be back next week here on 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.